No, you're pretty cash money. Do you know the, the headphones were just like at eight? Do you know the scene in Rush Hour when Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are tag team fighting against somebody? And uh, naturally, and be more specific. That's all they do in those movies. Very valid. I'm on the way. Yeah. Um, One of the greatest tag teams of all time, for the record. Without question. Like, without fucking question. But um, at one point, like, Jackie Chan is trying to, like, motion to Chris Tucker to do something, which obviously he doesn't understand what the gesture means. And it turns into, like, Chris Tucker saying, like, I go this way, you go this way. And then, like, Jackie Chan's like, you go this way, I go this way. He's like, I go this way, you go this way. I think that should be... uh, some type of a thing that we do when, like, you and I disagree on something. I go this way, you go this way. I go this way, you go this way. Noted. (laughs) Just let me know when, buddy. If 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 a moment happens Just download the clip. Just just get the clip ready. Get the clip ready. If a moment happens organically, just mark the time and we'll plug it in there. I go this way, you go this way. (laughs) It's a good sound bite. I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Outstanding. I mean, I fucking love the Rush Hour franchise. They're making a Rush Hour 4. With the same fucking people? I mean, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. I don't know about any of the rest. They're but... 78 years old each. I don't care about that. Whatever. If Liam Neeson gets to keep making fucking action movies, then those two can do another God one. damn it. Is there going to be fighting? Are the two of them going to be like beating up? Triads? I mean, I have to assume. What do you like? What else are they doing? Like playing backgammon? I don't think. No, maybe like go. Mm, go. Maybe yeah. Some, maybe some solitaire. Well, like no, not solitaire. Chinese checkers. Chinese checkers. Obvious. Parcheesi. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Well done, dude. I like Parcheesi. I don't remember how to play Parcheesi, but I remember that I played it when I was. It's basically a like dude. the uh, the it's sorry before sorry existed. Like sorry basically ripped off Parcheesi. You have to get your guys all the way around the board and back up into their home space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's how you Parcheese. A <laughs> cheese. That's how you Parcheese. That's how you Parcheese. Is the this... game named after like just like very middle of the road quality cheese? Like, was somebody, like, trying to design a board game and they were, they were eating cheese and they were like, this is... It's yeah. not bad cheese. It's, it's not right. great cheese. It's okay. It's, pa- it's, it's on cheese is par. on par. Nice. Um, I would assume that's how that was made. Yeah, I would, I would guess that that's what happened. They were designing a board game, eating some cheese. Is it a French maybe game? Maybe some crackers. Is it a French cheese? I don't know what the origin of the cheese in the Parcheesi is, to be honest. I don't know what type of cheese we're dealing with here. What's the origin of the game? To Parcheesi. Where'd the game originate? Fuck if I know, man. You're not nearly as knowledgeable about this as I thought. No, I've played Parcheesi like three times in the past like six months at my buddy's more. house. That's that's the extent of my Parcheesi knowledge. <clears throat> it's an Indian game. Ooh, nice. All right. Well, it's a it's a, an American adaptation of the Indian game Cross and Circle. Ooh, nice. I like the name Cross and Circle. How how does Cross and Circle sound more American than Parcheesi? Cross and circle sounds like a fucking like no, super conservative ass like that oh, would be, that'd be like a club that claims they're not racist but just happens to have a shit ton of white membership and only has a membership basis in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. No, 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 no. You're almost there, but it's more like one of those like 
really selective underground, like borderline fraternity groups at like higher institutions. Yeah, but again, a very like, ra- they're racist on accident. Well, not a quote on accident though. They're, they're supposedly like the, not racist, but the membership happens to skew extremely white. Like, what's the one that like all the presidents were in? Like the skull, skull and, bones? and bones. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same thing. Yeah, circle but, like, and not cross. Not quite as good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the next year down. All the guys that didn't make the skull and bones society wound up in the circle and cross society. It's probably like all the guys that didn't make it into Yale, but were like still cool when they went to like Tennessee. Brown? Yeah. Lafayette. <laughs> 69, office. He was giving them the business. They are surprised when people in Seattle don't want to eat squirrel parmesan. I legit free ball, man. Shut that's, up. that's awesome. It's the best. Bojack horse mom. I like your level of enthusiasm about Natalie and Buglia. Your preference would be just like a bunch of people like quietly farting on you. If you travel back in time, don't bang your mom. My feelings are in my socks. You start your life pissing and shitting. Your the socks. circle of life is messy. And then you don't for a long time. And then you reach a point where, again, you're pissing and shitting yourself. Yeah. I would woof morning wood at this guy every single day. I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? Silent, deadly butts. Pickles and tickles. That feels like as good a spot as any to start the show. Hell yeah, dude. Welcome to D2B2 Sports, everybody. What's up? Coming live from the underground. Big Nick, how you doing over there? I'm feeling good. Sassy Saturday. Sassy Saturday. I like that. We're going to pitch a a, a Friday 4 on Sassy Saturday from the underground. That's right. This will be one of the last installments of NFL picks. After this, we only got two weeks left to do it. We're near the end. But uh, let me get the introductions out of the way because that's big Nick Sager over there. Hey, Nicky, cover Winkler in bees. I, of course, am Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. Of course. The Captain Holt bite just gets me every time, man. I just need it. It fuels me. It, it's very energetic. Derek. Yeah, for such a stoic character. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's still my favorite use of my name in pop culture history. It's the best one. The best one. In history. In history. To my know. knowledge. What, like, is Little Nicky the best use of my name? Just it was just the first one I thought of when I was trying to find sound bites for you. So, so you really with it. You really dug deep to make sure that you got the best one, and I just got like well, the I, first thing that came to mind. I told you when we started, yeah, you could pitch me a different right. one if you wanted to replace it. I'd be happy to replace it at any time. I just didn't think of any. I haven't thought of a cooler one yet. I guess that's kind of where I was going. Is I can't really think of any great uses. Yeah, because there's like Nikki Six from Motley Crue. That's a Nick, a famous Nikki. Maybe someone says his name in a cool way at some point. I thought that was a porn star. I thought Nikki Six was a porn star. No, I think there's, I think there's a Nikki, I think there's a Nikki Six with extra X's. That's a porn star. Yeah. Okay. Well, two for two. Yeah, so again, if there's a porn star you want to get a soundbite from, we can we can know. get a porn star soundbite for you, buddy. I'll do whatever you want, pal. I got you. I'm I'm gonna say Joe Pesci's character in Casino is probably the best the best Nick or Nicky in movie. Okay, we'll find a good quote about him or History. from him, and we can uh, we can swap little Nicky right out of there. A movie you've still never seen that represents you every week. Never seen it. There is a Sager in Jerry Maguire. Oh, interesting. Okay. Although he doesn't have a role at all. There's just like a, a rolling camera shot coming down the tunnel 
into whatever Arizona Cardinals stadium was at the time, and there's a guy wearing a jersey that says Sager. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, lineless character. He's got about three seconds of screen time where you see his back. Solid. Spelt the same way as you? Yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, nice. You're basically in the NFL. I mean, it's just one step removed. Yeah, just like right there, basically, Mm -hmm. for sure. I was also basically on the show Full House, because I've had numerous people ask me if I'm related to Bob Saget. And I'm always like, that's not the same name. That question doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) That's true. That, that's, those are indeed, Saget and Sager are, in fact, different last names, and really only have the first three letters in common. Because then the, Saget's got an extra G, and then the O-T. No, You're he's a, a, he's a one G, G kind no, of guy. No, it's a two G, I think. I think I disagree. Hang on, we're going to do this real quick. Is that a ridiculous question? Bob Saget. Like, why would... Any... Oh, he's a single G and an E-T. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought it's only it was like one G-G-O-T is one letter. G-E-T. Okay, so the f- one letter difference. All right. All right, you know what? Valid question by people now. No, it's not a valid question. <laughs> it's that, that I, I don't care if there's one or five letters of a difference. They're still different fucking names, man. It's re- insane. The fact that I've had more than one person ask me this. You say insane, I say tomato. Like, not even as a joke. Is, yeah, people are fucking stupid. It's yeah, a joke, yeah. I guess. No, humanity's fucking stupid. As uh, <laughs> uh, If we've never said that on this show before, let it be said. Humanity is fucking stupid. Speaking. But I love it. Of stupid humanity. Yeah. Uh, let's. I mean, I'm a stupid human. Discuss some stupid human takes on four NFL football games this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick review for last week. Do you have last week's numbers by you by chance? Let me consult. I'm going to consult with the notebook. Consulting the notebook. Do you have my picks, too? Because I don't have my picks from last week. I have a lot of different uh, team abbreviations that have arrows that go to other team abbreviations. This, I guess, suppose would be the bracket that I put together. Uh, That makes as much sense as anything? You swept the bracket. The only difference that we Uh, had was... No, I I had Bucks over Cowboys. I came close. I I was one off. I had the Bucks losing this week, but... I'm going to be very upfront with you. These notes that I'm looking at don't make any sense whatsoever. How do yours look? Um, I can make some sense of mine, as in I can at least like figure. I I see what my picks were clearly enough. That's good. Yeah. So I lost my parlay only because of the Bucks. My my three dog parlay. The Jags hit. The G Men hit. Bad take on the Bucks, man. I was uh, I I did not think that they were just going to get roasted by Dallas. Did Daniel Jones get a rushing touchdown for me? Uh, he had a rushing touchdown that was called back. Ah, oh, man, I almost hit my plus 500 prop there with that. It's called back because they had two guys in motion at the same time. Oh, yeah, I saw that play. Yeah, that was dumb. That sucks. Um, <laughs> my 49ers minus nine and a half hit. Easy. Easy money. Uh, Ravens, Bengals over 40.5. 2417? No. Uh, I got home by a half point. Oh boy. 2417. Well I got home by a half point. Very Fuck yeah. Well done. Had to do some quick math there, but I did it. Uh thanks to that 99-yard fumble return touchdown. That was one of the most wacky plays I've seen in the NFL in a while for the record. Like, it was a really that. wacky play. And it, it, very controversial. Like JK yeah. Dobbins very outspoken after the game about how 
that was a terrible play call and they should have just given him the ball. Then Jim yeah. Harbaugh was like, it wasn't a fucking terrible play call. It was just terribly executed because he wasn't supposed to go over the top. He was supposed to go low. Yeah. Which makes sense because if you're going over the top, you have to be on like the one inch line, not right. the one and a half yard line. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Fucking stretch Armstrong. I don't know why that, that was a very terrible decision. Terrible decision indeed. But Also yeah. a terrible decision of J.K. Dobbins <laughs> to call out his quarterback. Yeah, also a terrible decision by J.K. Dobbins, for sure. Definitely not a guy with the level of job security one would desire to make such a bold call out. It's basically related to Bob Saget at this point. Yep. And then uh, Cowboys Bucks over 22 and a half first half. Did I hit that? Oh, God, I, I hate to tell you this because I, I, I don't ever want to root for bad things to happen to somebody, but I hope you lost this because Homeboy kept missing extra points. You're probably right. No, I uh, I don't remember the score at halftime. Just for my own bent sense of satisfaction. But uh, if I hit that, I went three and uh, I, I I hit all three of my bets. Just missed my prop and parlay. I barely missed my over four and a half touchdowns under zero and a half extra points parlay in that game. It was really close to happening, and then he made his fifth attempt. Made his fifth attempt. All my dr- hopes and dreams out the window. Out fucking rageous. 18 nothing Cowboys at halftime. Ah, oh, damn. All right, well, so I, I went 2-2 two and two across my four bets and missed my parlay. So, 500 week. Came very close on my prop and my parlay, let the record show. But solid close week, wins $0, unfortunately. Very solid. Did you find your stuff, or do you want to just roll on? Nah, we're just going to roll on like that song from Van Wilder. Is there a song called Roll On and Van Wilder? Absolutely. And I haven't watched Van Wilder in like 15 years. I, I, I don't recall it that well. I watch it when I play Parcheesi. The two pair together nicely. Var, Varcheesi? <laughs> Sick. All right, let's For talk the record, about... I watch Animal House when I play Cross and Circle. Well, that just goes fucking glove in hand. That makes nothing but sense to me. Let's roll into this week's NFL action. We've got four games, four good games in my opinion. Uh, exciting football from here on, basically. There's not an unexciting scenario left. It's that time of year. It's true. It's exciting. It's pumped up. I'm pumped up. That time of year. There are. I mean, listen. I think this is going to be an entertaining week. There are some still some big spreads out there. Surprisingly there are big spreads. Yeah, I uh, more big spreads than I guessed, which I reflect in my bets. I, I reflect. We're going to do this a little bit differently because we're operating on a, a limited slate, right, with only four games this week. So we're going to deviate from our Friday Five model that uh, we have come to love as well as I presume you have come to love. Or and at instead, least have come to listen to anyway. Yeah. Love, like, listen. Subscribe, any, follow, five stars. Any word that starts with L is fine. <coughs> uh, instead, we're just going to do a uh, Friday Four Saturday edition. Naturally. Yeah, sa- sassy Saturday. Where we're each going to pick one play from each game on the slate. Four playoff games, four plays, one from each game. Bingo, bango. I did find a prop for one of the one of my four bets still because I, I wanted to prop it up. I only have one bet that's not a prop. Oh, wow. I went three game bets, one prop, and I parlayed the four of them at the end. So I've got my total parlay as well. Dig it. Indeed. 
Let's go. Let's go down to business. Let's just get. Let's after just go. It. In let's a- not dilly dally. Let's not waste any time. Let's not drag it along further than it has to. Let's not say anything extra that doesn't need to be said. Let's not waste any additional people's time that is valuable to them. Let's not make people feel like they're burnt out on repetition for no fucking reason. Let's just do it. Following the twenty minutes of time that we have already wasted. Fourteen fifty-six. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, dude. Everyone's got an extra 14 minutes and 56 seconds. What I would hate to do is continue to waste their time after you hit the 1456 mark, because that is valuable time, as everybody knows. On an average day, everyone has roughly 14 minutes and 56 seconds of spare time that they can afford to be distracted with, but no more. No more than that. No, and without further ado, no additional time will be wasted. As I tell Nick, without further ado or die. Ooh, a do or die. Is that like Shakespeare meets Die Hard? A do or die. Bruce Willis, least likely person to ever play in a Shakespearean role. All right, I'm going to hold my vape pen in one of my two hands. If you guess which hand it's in, you get to pick who goes first. It's in your right hand. I can see it. Shit. All right, I'll just give you that. Fuck it. I, did, I didn't hide it. Well, I, did, I was just like showing it off. You win. Who, who's going first? You go first. Okay. My first bet. Jags plus nine. This is on the Kansas City toys with their food a bit. Kansas City plays down to their opponents a bit. The Jags have a decent offense going. I just think this thing's going to be closer than people expect. I expect Kansas City to win. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's by a full touchdown, but I don't think it's an absolute onslaught. And or if it's an onslaught early, Jacksonville at least pulls it reasonably close and maybe backdoor covers. But I like the plus nine here a lot. It's a lot of points in a second-round playoff game. Do the Chiefs still do that in the playoffs? Like, I feel like the Chiefs are kind of like the Golden State Warriors of the past couple years, that they, like, just don't really fucking care about the regular season that much. And then when the playoffs come, they're like, okay, now we're going to trounce you. That could definitely be possible. There's a world where I lose this for sure, no question. And if I do, it's going to be, like, in a 17- to 20-point blowout. Like, that's the thing. It's not gonna, I'm not going to narrowly lose this bet. It's not going to be like a 10-point win. I'm either going to cover or it's going to be like a 20-point blowout Smoke and it's going to come nowhere near. But nine points is a lot for a playoff game for a team that, like I mentioned, has been bad ATS this season. I also feel like the Chiefs are – the Chiefs are like the kind of team that legitimately does not, like, open up their bag of tricks when they don't have to. Right, like there are oh, yeah. a, there are a lot of teams that will run gimmicky plays and trick plays in situations when they not only do they not need you from a situational aspect, but also like because they're playing a vastly inferior team that they could just beat into submission without doing this. Yep, but they still do. But I feel like that, like I don't know if it's it's probably more of an Andy Reid thing that he will like keep things in his back pocket until he needs them. Right, but that being said. I don't know if they'll need them this week. So I think they can still play a relatively conservative game. Just show off Travis Kelsey. Let everyone else put up their weekly 40 yards on four or five catches. Yeah. And either Kadarius Tony, Juju Schuster, or MVS will have a good Somebody game. Somebody will one do something the, One of weird. the three will have a 50-yard touchdown at one point. Jarek McKinnon will probably score a touchdown because all of a sudden he does that every game. Yeah, or this will be the game that he goes old man and does nothing and Pacheco's this week game. The rest is unpredictable, but Kelsey will do well and the Ch- and the Chiefs will do well. And the rest will just be scattered nonsense. Maybe this will be one of those games that Patrick Mahomes has like nine different people catch the ball throughout the game. 
Patrick Mahomes likes to have those games where he's like, yeah, I targeted every possible weapon I have in the entire arsenal at some point. Yeah, like, Everybody got Noah look. Gray scores a touchdown yeah. and everyone is like, who the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that is a very Chiefs grab bag for sure. I think this will be an entertaining game. I've got some takes on this that we're going to... Well, listen, I, I've got a, a Trevor Lawrence DFS stack that I think is enticing. I like to be enticed. Would be the best way of putting it. But my my uh, my play on this game is uh, Christian Kirk over 65 and a half receiving yards. I think the way that you attack Kansas City's defense, interestingly enough, is the exact same way as they attack you on offense. Like, they don't really use the outside of the field all that much. They have a lot of guys that are coming across – I mean, they will hit Hardman or Juju, but that's not their primary focus. Their primary focus is across the middle or just utilizing Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. Like, I think that's where they're vulnerable on defense. Christian Kirk lines up in the slot on 74.8% of plays that he's on the field. And he's almost always on the field. Yeah, he is that's almost the on the field. That's the highest percentage in the NFL by 12.5%. Wow. That's that's a that's a large gap. Yeah, it's second highest is actually this kind of caught me off guard because I don't think of him as this kind of a player, but I, clearly I was just wrong. But uh, CD Lamb lines up in the slot on sixty two point three percent of plays. Wow. Okay. Second most utilized player as a receiver. In I would have guessed over fifty percent, but I wouldn't have guessed high sixties. I think I would have had it like narrowly over fifty percent. I would have guessed like fifty three percent. So almost 75% of the time, Christian Kirk lines up in the slot, which I think is the way to attack uh, Kansas City's defense. And I think that that's, I mean, this is emblematic of why he had such a good game against them when they faced uh, off a couple weeks ago. I did not have the box score ready because I'm an asshole. But I'm if going by memory, I think he had over 100 yards and two scores in that game. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game. Uh, this is fun to see Trevor Lawrence starting to look more like what people thought he would be. Uh, still has work to do, still has development to go, but he's young and can get there. And to get to go against the creme de la creme, the fucking bad boy of the block. That's a B2 of the B. Nine catches for a buck oh five and two touchdowns for Christian Kirk last time they played Kansas City. And who's the bad boy on the block? Are you saying that Patrick, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes? No, he's not. His brother is the bad boy. The weird Instagram brother. <laughs> I forget about the weird Instagram brother. Thank God. Yeah, no, I have out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. How is Patrick Mahomes not the bad boy of the block? What makes me just like a chill dude? Like when I hear about bad boy, I think about like Bill Lambeer right, you got and me Rick there. Mahorn like fucking people up. I just meant because he's really fucking good. He's got really good hair, also, for that matter. Dude, the coolest hair. And I, I, it's awesome. So, like, I like that young people these days are getting back to bigger hairstyles. That's the <laughs> thing I want. Like, And I think Mahomes is one of the reasons for this. Like, have you noticed that, like, kids with naturally curly hair are just busting out big fucking hairstyles? They let it flow. They're letting it flow. It's dope. I'm about it. You Youngsters out there, keep that long hair game going. Do your thing with it. 
I like to see that making emergence and uh, hopefully replacing the faux hawk because the the faux hawk was a look that I could never really oh, dude, subscribe to. I also could never get behind it. In fact, several times in my life have like gotten a haircut and then the barber will just like give me a faux hawk. Yeah, that's happening. On my to me way out, also. I just like have to go home and shower immediately because I'm just like fuck. Now you put gel in my hair and it's a faux oh. hawk and I'm not rocking this look. Not doing it. I agree with you. Out with the faux hawk, in with big poofy hairstyles. Game on. Game the fuck on. Give me a pick. Make a make a bet. Make a wager. Giants, Eagles. Next game on the slate. Uh, Giants have won their last six playoff games against number one seeds. Wow. They haven't lost a game against a number one seed in the playoffs since the 1980s. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's pretty fucking out there. It is pretty crazy. I, I that's why I said it. Well, you're right. I am. I sometimes am. Well said. Thanks. Uh, out here. Another interesting note for this game is that uh, Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones together combined for the most rushing yards ever by two quarterbacks facing each other in a playoff game. That's a cool stat too. I, I think it's fourteen hundred and sixty-eight rushing yards between the two of them. Seven, That's pretty bonkers. Yeah, 760 for Hertz, 708 for Dimes. Wow. Naturally, based on that, my angle is to take uh, Jalen Hurts under rushing yards. Okay. So we're okay. going to go Jalen Hurts under 51 and a half rushing yards. There's not a whole lot analytical about the way that I'm handicapping this. I legitimately just think that even if Jalen Hurts' shoulder is at 100%, I don't envision them drawing up a lot of rushing plays in their game script and risking it getting hurt again. I'd agree their, with that. In their first playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a long way to the top if they want to rock and roll. Yeah, and I don't think that you design your offense around something that's going to put your quarterback shoulder at risk in your first playoff game as a number one seed. I even think that this would probably make him less willing to scramble as much as he would be in position to against a Giants defense that has been applying a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. In their last matchup, which was just Week 18, uh, Jalen Hurts had nine carries for 13 yards rushing. Brutal. That's Well below yeah, it's big. this season average. Yeah, uh, sub two yards a carry is no bueno. To be fair, that's skewed a little bit by him downing the ball at the end of the game. Oh, okay, that that's, does change it a which bit. Which is kind of a... So he probably got a little over two yards of carry then by the time you kneel it out. A shit way that quarterbacks rushing stats get screwed by that. That's such a dumb like that's so dumb. I mean I get it I guess it's technically accurate. It's just dumb. I mean there's I don't know what there is to It doesn't really matter. What do you compare it to in other sports? I guess you compare it to like if you're down by two and you have to miss a free throw to get the ball back. Yeah, I guess that's It's still a missed free throw. Yeah, I guess that's about the best comp. Yeah, it's I don't have another good one, so yeah, that go with that. I'm good with it. That's it. Or I guess taking a, a get intentionally walking a batter. No, that doesn't count. That's the, well, it's still a walk for the pitcher, but it doesn't. Yeah, I guess it's still a walk for the pitcher. I was gonna say it doesn't factor into the guy's batting average. Right, but it, it but it does factor against the pitcher. Still a walk. Yeah, still a walk. Anyway, uh, I'll stick with that game. I'll stick right in that game. And well, fact, that's the that's the. Oh, we're doing the it in the game order? This is okay. The thing. Well, I, I have mine, whatever. It's fine. Doesn't matter. I'll just follow your lead then. Yeah, so we've done the, the first Saturday game, and now we're on the, the next Saturday game. Okay, well, I already did a different game for the first Saturday. I did the Jags first, but so I guess I'll go to the That's the first now. Saturday game. 
Didn't you you just made a Giants bet? Yeah, because we finished the first Saturday game. You made a Jags bet, and then I made a Jags bet, and then I went on to the Eagles. Giants. Man, game. I don't know. I, so then, so, we're, so are we snake drafting then? Well, I don't know. I finished my whole you Christian were, Kirk thing, which I thought was too long-winded. Then you were like, okay, give me a bet. And I was like, okay, oh, I'll I think do it again. I where we were. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Good job, me. I'm sure. all over it. Fucking crushing it today. Uh, my my brain is on fire. I told you, man, on fire lately. Here we go. Four out of nine cylinders. I don't know why I decided you have nine cylinders Just, in your brain. Yeah. I don't Just know that the human brain has cylinders. I think you it's more of a vehicular thing. <laughs> The brain cylinders. Everybody <laughs> knows about the brain cylinders. All right, my my G men bet. I this is Derek's drag of the week, hitting him with a D two. It's time for Derek or Nick's D two or B two of the day. What direction are you dragging? I dragged the G men Philly game over forty nine and a half. Oh, only up to one and a half. I, so it was forty eight. Uh, I dragging it to 49 and a half, took it to positive money instead of negative money. So I get plus 104 rather than uh, spending the juice minus 110. I think this is an ugly game. You think it's an ugly game? I don't think this is a high scoring game. Damn. Well, we'll find out. I, I don't think know. this is a dirty old school smack you around NFC East playoff game. Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right about this. But I was trying to think of an odd angle to attack this one from. And I like the G-Men offense. I don't know. Giving it a whirl. Giving it a shootout. I'm very torn about the Giants offense because I here's the reality of it is I, I think that my heart sees I think that my heart processes things different than my head does because I absolutely see where they're doing a lot of things that are moving them in the right direction, right? Their playbook is much more expansive than it was previously. Even earlier this year, they're willing to take risks. Daniel Jones has completely stopped turning the ball over, which was the big knock on him. And it was a very fair knock on him. Very but fair knock. In a, only a matter of one year. Like, it's amazing how much Brian Dayball has limited his pro, his proneness to giving the ball up. Uh, it's impressive. So Dayball uh, did this for Josh Allen as well, and then did this for for Daniel Jones, where, like, Josh Allen was also once upon a time a turnover machine. And Josh Allen is still a turnover machine. <laughs> Yeah, but not like he was. For like sure. it's 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 down a significant amount from early on when people weren't sure if Josh Allen was going to be a viable NFL quarterback because the turnovers were so heavy. Uh, Dimes is coming off the first quarterback game ever in NFL history to where a quarterback has thrown for three hundred and two touchdowns and rushed for seventy yards. Three hundred and two touchdowns. Yeah, one game, three hundred yards, two touchdowns. And rushed for 70 yards. Never happened before in the playoffs. But at the same time, like, as much as I wish they could, the Giants don't get to play the Vikings every week. So, they don't get to do that. That's <laughs> true. Just, I mean, I don't know that they have anywhere near that much success against a much better secondary and a much better defensive line that Philly has. But what they could do that could be successful is exactly what they did against the Vikings, where if you watch this game, they had almost three receivers on the field at every single play, and they all ran different depth of routes. They had like a short 
deep, a short route, a medium route, and a deep route on almost every single play. And one of them was always open. So they did a very intelligent job of attacking different parts of the field simultaneously. And then to his credit, Jones did a good job of finding the weakness on that given play. So that could prove to be successful this week again. The problem is that Phillies had a whole week to figure out how to not let that be successful. Sure. So, yeah, no, it's I mean, a much tougher know. matchup for Can sure. Can you really just go back to the well and do the same exact thing the next week? I, now you're you're right. This is this is dangerous. Of it could come a mile short, but I like a potential shootout here. I'm on the opposite side of this as you. With this would be a good spot to insert the rush hour yeah, sound. Exactly. The I, rush hour sound bite. In fact, so I go this way, you go this way. That means I go this way and you go this way. I go that way, you go this way. Yes. I go this way, you go this way. <laughs> well, that's, that's my second bet. I guess I'll give you my third since we're now snake draft. Snake bet. At this point. Draft. At so this. What's the next game? Where was the what's the first Sunday game then? Uh, Cincy Buffalo. Okay. Uh, this is another one. I actually think the Bengals are going to win. And my heart told <sighs> me this fucking money line, this bad boy. But my head decided, no, let's just be smart. Five and a half is a generous spread. Take the points. All right. So I took Bengals. Plus five and a half. Uh, yeah, I wanted to take this to the money line. Didn't think it was necessary. Decided I'd rather just take the points and the game. If I think they're going to win, I definitely think it's going to be close. So, boom. Bing bong. Wada wada boom. Wop bop loo wop. All the different noises. <laughs> uh, you think the Bengals win this game? I do. I think the Bengals win this game. It's good for your little NFL competition bracket. I, it, I'm just... I'm very worried about their offensive line. They're down to they're down to missing three starters on their offensive line. That is heavy. However, I for what it's worth, their offensive line was terrible when they went to the Super Bowl last year, and they won a couple playoff games in tough environments on the road last year with a garbage offensive line. They did. It's true. Joe, Joe Cool man, that like Joe Burrow just seems like he's got that winner in him. And I feel like this matters more in the NFL than in any other sport. Like, by the metrics, Tom Brady is not that much greater a quarterback than Peyton Manning. But Tom Brady had Peyton Manning's fucking number through most of their career against each other because Brady's got that fucking winner in him. No Tom Brady, you have to imagine Peyton Manning acquires at least one other Super Bowl along the way, if not maybe two. Absolutely. But like, yeah, fuck, Brady's, fuck, yeah. Brady's got that cool, calm winner in him, and I think Burrow's got some of that, man. Do you think this game was a shootout? This one, I feel like, is a shootout. I, 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 I uh, wish we weren't doing the format of one bet per game because I might have doubled up and uh, taken the the Cincy with the points and the over in this one. If you could have done that. Why not? I could have. You could make it the one. But parlay. I didn't want to One, disclude two, any two game. Way parlay. Oh well, I didn't. It's fine. I do think it's a shootout, and I would. I would also just as a bonus shout out would say hit this over, folks. Give it a look. Uh, it's like forty nine and a half, something like that. Remind me about this when we get to our our DFS lineups. It's only forty eight and a half. Well, it's only I shouldn't say only, but no, that's a. F- I mean, listen. If you're willing to go over that number in the fucking Giants Eagles game, you got to be willing to go over that number in this game. You damn right, son. So on that note, I'm going to take a player prop under in the game that I, I just discussed is going to be a shootout. But man, you're all over these player prop unders today. I just think that they're they're I don't know they're there, right? Like so, I, I'm going to go Devin Singletary under 39 and a half rushing yards. 
So two different things. If I assume this game is going to be a shootout, it's not going to happen on the feet of Devin Singletary. It's going to happen through the air, which is a likely outcome for these two teams anyway, especially given the fact that Devin Singletary is like slowly getting phased out of this offense. He had fewer carries than James Cook last week. James Cook is getting more and more involved. And I know it's a low number. Like, the guy ran for over 800 yards, so 40, 40 yards a game. is It's not asking for a whole lot. But for a guy whose role is getting diminished, and it doesn't really have a whole lot of big play potential. Like, the risk in betting unders and shit like this is that if the guy rips off a 35-yard run, you're like, all right, well, that's fucked. Right. But, like, he's not that guy. No, he's not that guy. This is, Devin Singletary is not a big His play big plays dude. are like, he just got you 12 yards, what a run. Yeah, and then he loses three in the next play. So, whatever. That's where I'm going. I think there's a lot of a lot of firework potential in this game, but I don't think it's going to be him that makes it happen. Okay, right on. No, I think that's a reasonable player prop under. No diggity, no doubt. Give me the last game. We're snaking it. This is the only game that I did not take a prop, and I'm just going straight up Niners minus three and a half. Uh, I I don't. It's hard to fault really anything that San Fran is doing right now. Uh, Adebo came back last week, and he looked like he was everything that he has been when he's firing on all cylinders. Dallas is like the most helter-skelter football team I've seen in a long time. They are chaos incarnate, for sure. It is amazing how they went on the road and just pummeled Tampa Bay after weeks of looking very questionable, very suspect. Um, consistently apply pressure to Tom Brady. The problem is that I think that a, a Shanahan offense is so efficient that I think that he is able, even with fucking Brock Purdy, Brock Hard Purdy, they're selling Brock Hard Purdy t-shirts in San Fran. How sweet is that? Brock Hard, baby. You heard with Purd. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Kyle Shanahan's ability to scheme an offense around what the Cowboys do well on defense, which is basically Micah Parsons, is like what Dallas does well on defense. Uh, Their secondary is terrible. I can't imagine the trio of Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo not putting up numbers in some regard. And I'm incredibly confident that Dak will turn the ball over at least once. I don't... This is the, the, I think, the game that I would be most surprised by to see an upset. Believe it or not, that's a interesting take. I, I think it's more likely that Jacksonville beats Kansas City than Dallas beats San Fran. Wow, hot takes out here, Nikki. Hot takes on the mic. I don't think that's that hot of a take. I I would I would have Jacksonville being slightly less, uh, slightly more likely or less like yeah. There we go. Less likely than Dallas, but I have those pretty close as the two. Um, most likely upsets overall, or least likely upset. God, I keep reversing my statement there. Least likely upsets. There we go. God, words. Am I right? What's that from? I, I don't think words, am I right, is exactly from something. Just like that that am I right joke about something that's really obvious but stupid is definitely popular in general. Um, My 49ers bet, this is my prop, my game prop. I went with 49ers win both halves for plus 235. 
plus 235? Yeah, to win both halves. I can kind of get behind that. I'm going to look this up right now on the fly, but I'm pretty sure that San Fran has only allowed a point in the second half in like two of their last eight games. They definitely had a four-game straight stretch where they didn't allow a second half point. That's fucking crazy. And I don't think Seattle scored in the second half last week. But did Seattle score? Ah, oh, there might have been one big DK Metcalf play in the second half. I think that was in the second half. I think you're right. Um, yeah, man. I like you. I love San Francisco to win this game for all the reasons you talked about. Uh, as I've said on this podcast before, I think San Francisco is winning the NFC outright, so there's no reason for me to believe they're not going to win this game. <laughs> and um, I also think they win this game super comfortably, which means all the way through the motherfucker. If I could have bet San Francisco wins all four quarters, I would have done it. That's ballsy. Yeah, I'm a ballsy guy. There was. Seattle scored six points in the, in the fourth quarter. I think it was right at the end of the game. Or maybe not right at the end of the game, but you know what I'm getting Sure. At. Late in-game theatrics. Nice. Yeah, that's my fourth and final bet. And my four bets combined as a parlay equal out to plus 2504, which I did bet a dollar on. There were three minutes left in the game. Yeah, near end-game theatrics there. Nice, nice. Uh, did you parlay your four bets? I'd be curious what your number is. No, I mean, it would just... Be, uh, uh, it'd be like plus 1,000, basically. It would break down to like your, your, your straight-up 10 to 1. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool, man. Those are our bets. We did it. We did the things. We bet on stuff. We've got some DFS, and then we've got our updated, our week2nfl.com challenge prediction picks. And... Uh, we can do an updated bracket, too, if we want at the end, or just kind of say we stand by our bracket if you stand by your bracket. Uh, let's just let that ride. That's no fine. I, I mean, I stand by my bracket currently, as it stands. So, like, I, I had the Buccaneers losing to the 49ers this weekend. I now have the Cowboys losing to the 49ers this weekend. That's the one difference. Stand by. That's it. Other than that, listen to last week's episode for my playoff predictions. DFS, let's do this, man. Let's do it. Uh, you want to go first or want me to go first? So I'm going to go first because I want to I want to lay a little bit of groundwork here before I, I get into exactly what I did. Lay but that sweet groundwork for me. This is it, this is a fun week to put together DFS lineups. It's it's a, there's a lot of ways that you can do this when there's only four games on the slate, which is a little bit counterintuitive because you would think that you would have more ways of attacking something when there are 16 games. But what I like about the way that you can build a lineup is you're not picking and choosing like all over the place and looking for one guy that's going to have a breakout game here and one guy that's have, have a great game here. Like, I think the way to approach this, like the mentality that you should have is you should just try to envision the way that each individual game plays out, right? And if you think one game is going to be a fucking barn burner, then just load up on that one game and plug in like two other guys from somewhere else. I think that's the way to do it, right? So... I know that I was kind of getting to the point later in the regular season where I was less concerned about having a bring back, but I think this is like the smash the hell out of one game that you think is going to explode and then just and then just go from there, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's I think that's a worthwhile theory. I actually kind of went the other way on my DFS where like okay. because the the because of the price reduction for elite talent 
because there's a smaller pool of players to pick from. So like your your McCaffreys, who would normally be close to 10k, are around 8k. Kelsey, who's normally over 9,000, is 7,700. Like things like that made me kind of want to scatter across who I think has the best chance to have a monster in almost every game. So I'm actually, I literally have players it's interesting from too, most because... teams except for the Cowboys. I have zero Cowboys representation and at least one player from almost every other team. The flip side to what I just said that actually plays into what you just said is it is hard. It's hard to spend a lot of money on wide receivers because the running back position is really, really shallow yes that's like, an excellent if point. you don't put in at least McCaffrey or Saquon you're really dumpster diving immediately yep yeah yeah big facts uh, I mean Joe Mixon's there as well but that's a tough matchup <sighs> the Joe Mixon thing and as you mentioned the offensive line injuries in addition to that makes right. Joe Mixon a really tough play yeah and now I mean I, I know that Mixon is the guy that can all of a sudden have like a four touchdown game and you're like what the fuck was that right but if I think that this game is as much of a shootout as I think it is, I don't think it's because Joe Mixon is having a huge day. So that, that kind of plays into what I was saying sure. about if you like formulate in in your head the way that you think a game unfolds, then you just build around that, right? So, uh, for example, I'm doing this on the fly because I'm barely deviating from a couple lineups that I have already. But let's say... Let's say that I think this this Bengals Bills game is going to be a, a a nut house, right? Which I do. All right. So let's just do your your straight up massive Bengals stack because you think the Bengals win the game. So we'll we'll take both of our ideas. Me thinking it's a shootout and you thinking since he wins, and we'll just rip roar with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins immediately. Sixty five hundred for Burrow, seventy eight for Chase, fifty eight for Higgins, right? Now I'm going to put in Knox as a $3,800 tight end. You know what's funny? You and I both dogged Knox last week, and had a, he had a two-touchdown game. I know. I know. I think Dawson Knox has scored in like five games in a row. Yeah. Uh, well, that was how he came up, because we were talking about, is there anyone worthwhile to play outside of Kelsey or Kittle in that NFL.com with multipliers? And I threw out, if you think the Bills are Super Bowl-bound, Dawson Knox might enter the conversation. And then we both laughed about it. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was about how that went down. So uh, we'll put in Knox. I think this is actually a good week to to double tight end because they're so cheap, right? So if we're already in a place where we're worried about saving money, let's do Knox and then let's put Ingram in the flex because he's only 4,300 and has really been basically playing like a wide receiver. Quite frankly, right? Well, yeah, they they have no other wide receivers. Someone's got to catch the ball. So here's the kicker, right? The kicker is that we're we don't have a lot of money for running backs. So I don't know if we can afford McCaffrey and Barkley. But what we can do is stick with this Bills Bengals game and put in another bill in James Cook, right? So this gives us a little bit of uniqueness in the fact that we are hammering all of the Bengals. But we're staying away from the big dog Bills, right? We're staying away from Allen. We're staying away from Diggs. We don't even have Gabe Davis in this lineup, right? Now we have 17,000 left. So that is 5,700 a player. I'm going to start 
with the Giants D at only 2,500 just to see what we can do. That takes us up to 7,250 per remaining player. So if you throw in an 8K McCaffrey, you still have $6,500 left for a receiver. So you could do Kirk at 6,000. You could do Hodgins at 4,900. I really like Isaiah Hodgins. Let's put in Kirk, and then we can go up to 3,000 at defense, which could give us Dallas, Buffalo. I don't know if either one of those are that exciting. You could do the Eagles D, and you could get rid of Kirk and put in Hodgins. What do you think about that? Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Cook, and Knox as your Buffalo Bills. Then you round it out with McCaffrey, Isaiah Hodgins, and the Eagles D. I think that's a pretty good one. You've got nothing from the 49ers Cowboys, and you have no Chiefs. But that's going to McCaffrey. That's I'm sorry. You have no Cowboys, and you have no Chiefs, and you have no Giants. No, yeah, you have Hodgins. I like it. I think that's a fun play. Uh yeah, and you're getting that. You're getting the Burrow double stack for pretty reasonable pricing compared to throughout the entire season, which is nice. Like, exactly. You're probably saving. You're saving an easy 3K across those guys. I was going to say four. I, you're probably closer to the right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dig that. So my lineup, I did a Brock Purdy build again. I've got one of those too. So nice. I'll, let me hear yours. So I did, as we've said on here before and still stand by, if you do Purdy, you got to do Kittle. So I did Purdy 5,400, Kittle 5,700. And that's actually all the 49ers I have. Like I said, I spread out across these games more. I thought I wanted to try to hit the home run in each of the games correctly. Okay. Rather than rely on finding the right big game. Uh, so then I, too, went Giants defense for 2,500. Uh, this is much more on the Philly could ha- throw a pick six or have a costly couple turnovers more than I think the Giants actually keep Philly to a low score. Or super low score, I should say. I mean, especially with a, a quarterback that we're not quite sure what his shoulder is. Right. So that that's kind of a, for 2500 as the cheapest defense on the week. Uh, I'm sorry, second cheapest defense of the week behind the Jags, who are the cheapest. And I refuse to play against Patrick Mahomes. Do you know what the cheapest, uh, you know what the highest scoring defense last week was? The cheapest one? The cheapest one, which was the Dolphins. Who I, who actually gave up an ass ton of points. Who did, That's all valid? Good call. good shout there, sir. So, yeah, you're really turnover hunting when you're picking defenses. Uh, I then went with a pair of running backs in Isaiah Pacheco for 5,500. I am on the – I don't believe this Jarek McKinnon thing is real, and I feel like it's going to turn to Pacheco one of these weeks. Oh. Like Pacheco's still getting looks. I think Pacheco's bound to have a better week one of these weeks of the two. It's a little cheaper also. That's the other part of this. It's an extra, like, $400 cheaper. Okay. Um, and then I've got Saquon for 7,900, as you mentioned, not many great running backs in this week. So I wanted to get my hands on one of them. I also think that to, to give your, uh, your, your Saquon a little bit of credit, I think there's a reason that Saquon only got nine carries last week. Like maybe it's just because they were having a lot of success doing what they were doing, but you can also make the argument that they wanted to save Saquon for this game and not beat the shit out of him last week in look ahead for the Philly game. I think that's a tremendously fair argument, especially for the fact that, like you said, the offense was clicking so well without getting him that involved. So why force it? Yeah. 
yeah, you're doing things effectively. Just keep doing them. Like, that's the thing in football. If something's working, keep doing it until the defense adjusts against you. Otherwise, just keep fucking doing it. So I assume that's exactly why you don't want to play Jarek McKinnon, because he's just been working so well the past few weeks. I just think it's going to stop. I just I think that <laughs> dude's old and never has been that good, and I don't believe in this stretch. Be- I, I think this stretch is the outlier, not the norm. So I'm hoping to pick the right week where it snaps away. Okay, but you feel differently about Brock Purdy. I do. Brock Purdy's a gamer, dog. Bad He's ass. for real. Brock hard. Dude, bro- I'm Brock hard thinking about it. Fucking, it's outrageous, man. So Brock. That's so Brock. Uh, you know, <laughs> shout out Brock Purdy for real, man. This I. It's Maybe he finally has a dud week. Maybe he's legitimately fucking great at football. Who knows right now? I don't I, know. I, it doesn't make any sense that he's the cheapest quarterback on this list. No, it didn't make any sense to me at all. I, I hadn't planned on building a Purdy stack until I came across his price, price tag. It was like, well, I guess I'm just making another Purdy stack. Dude. I was actually eyeballing a Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence stack. That was my original. My original plan was one of those two because I thought they'd be the cheapest two quarterbacks on the board. And then when it was Purdy, I said, fuck yeah, let's do this. This dude has 13 touchdowns in his last five games. It's <laughs> fucking outrageous, man. Brock fuck. Purdy. <laughs> Fucking, you heard with Purd. All right, so I got that. So I got the those five pieces established, and then I went T Higgins for fifty eight hundred. As I mentioned, love this Bengals offense. Wanted to get a piece of it. Uh, didn't want to swing it for the expensive piece because I had other things I was eyeballing. Uh, and then I originally went with Kadarius Tony for forty one hundred. Um, as I've mentioned, him, him, Schuster, and MVS are all just kind of in this throw a dart and see which one has a good game type of place. So I was like, maybe I'll roll those dice there. Um, and then before I decided on a third wide receiver, I went down to my flex and decided it was a great time to go Travis Kelsey, uh, get the double tight end thing going. So I've got Kittle and Kelsey in my tight end and flex spots. Kelsey at 7700 loved that price. So you went with the two most expensive tight ends. I did. That's yeah, unique. It is. That's going to give you a, a unique yeah, It's a, I, th- I think so. Um, as we've talked about a million times, 7700 Kelsey, like, he's an elite wide receiver. He's not an elite tight end. So, fuck it. Spend the money. It's worth it. Uh, so, after I did that, I booted Kadarius Tony out of there. So I had two receiver spots. I'm sorry, I had uh, three receiver spots still, or yeah, two receiver spots still left to fill. Had T. Higgins. So then I filled in Zay Jones for 4,700. Um, went the other side of the Jags offense, kind of hoping that Christian Kirk is taking the brunt of coverage, and perhaps Zay Jones is the guy who wiggles free. And one of the most classic. Throw a dart and hope you get the right week, guys, in fantasy this season. For 4800 do you want to guess who my final guy is? Wide receiver. Well. Keeping in mind that I was trying to sprinkle into as many games as I, or as many teams as I could. 4800 4800 Slayton? Decent guess, but no. Gabe Davis. Oh. The, cla- the classic hit or miss guy. The blunder or... Ballin' guy. Yeah, so you can put... There's a lot of argument that I should have put him in the, the Bengals-Bills explosion lineup that I put together. You can. That's a fair argument you can make. But, uh, yeah, so at this point, I've got a mini sack of Higgins versus Gabe Davis. I've got... The only team I actually don't have anyone from is the Cowboys and the Eagles. Those are the two teams I have zero players from. 
everyone else I've at least got some representation, including the Purdy Kittle stack. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty fun spread I've got going on with this. Some guys I absolutely love. Um, the combo of Pacheco and Zay Jones is a little, those are the two spots that are a little questionable, but at 5,500 and 4,700 respectively, it helps me acquire Higgins, Kittle, Kelsey, Saquon. The only disagreement that I have with you as far as using a too expensive tight end play to like a, a double stack on expensive tight ends is that, listen, everything you said about Travis Kelsey is, is correct, right? You said he's not a tight end, he's a wide receiver. You said he's priced like a good, lower than what he should be based on his positional dominance. But I guess the way that I look at this is like Kelsey is 7,700, Ingram is 4,300. So I think that the disparity between those two is much smaller than the disparity between like a $7,700 Stefan Diggs and Darius Slayton. Yep. Who's like comparably priced to, to Ingram? Right. No, you make so that's, ex- that's like my theory there. Yeah, you make an excellent point. So actually, that that inspires. I'm going to not quite do that exact experiment you were just referring to, but I am going to make a tweak and see if we like this better. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to knock Kelsey out of that flex and knock Gabe Davis out. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep Gabe Davis. Knock. Uh, no. I am. I'm going to not Gabe Davis because what I'm going to do is I'm inspired by your other tight end of your two. Uh, I'm going to go Dawson Knox here in this tight end or in this flex spot if I can find him. What was his price tag? He's even lower. He's only 3800 All right. I thought I was scrolling too far already when I was down to 4K. No. <clears throat> gonna find you. There you are. Yeah, so I'm going to go down, and then that leaves me 8700 for my wide receiver spot that I had Gabe Davis in. So like, I could go from Gabe Davis to Stephon Diggs if I wanted to, but I just had added Dawson Knox already. I could get in the Philly game and go uh, A.J. Brown here. That's actually a pretty reasonable play for me. For I Like I said, I have no pieces of that offense currently. I'm, gonna, I'm toying with a thing real quick. Toy away. God, I sound super healthy. Yes. <laughs> you sound like you've been playing too much. Just cross and circle. Oh, I would fucking never. Hitting the, the peace pipe. I do hit the peace pipe. I do not play the cross and circle. So that actually just inspired one more change. So change begets change. I went down to Dawson Knox from Kelsey in the flex spot. And then I swapped out. Uh, I got get rid of Gabe Davis and went Christian Kirk there, which left some money on the table. So then I got rid of Zay Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This all got wacky. And got Devonta Smith. Okay. So we're now looking at a Brock Purdy, Pacheco, Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, and then Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, Kittle, Dawson Knox, G-Men defense still. And I've got 200 on the table. I almost, I almost think the move here is to just go – Pay the extra hundred for McCaffrey instead of instead of Saquon. If you think that the Niners go ham, I do believe the Niners are likely to. I've got go a, ham. I've got a, a, a Purdy McCaffrey Debo lineup that has Mixon and CD Lamb 
And then it actually rounded out with the last four guys that I had in the, the previous lineup that I discussed. So it's Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo, Mixon, C.D. Lamb, and then the Hodgins, Ingram, Knox, Eagles combination. Very, very interesting, sir. I like that, too. I like that, too. Yeah, so now this lineup, if I do that, is just, uh, yeah, swap out McCaffrey for Barkley. I think I'm into it. I'm now scattered even deeper across these games, which I'm into that. I'm liking that. That's an, I'm going to go with that upgraded version. That's a fun 2.0 of that. Tits. Tits indeed, sir. Now, let's talk playoff challenge. NFL.com presents... Your uh, your two team attack, uh, so far so good. Everybody's still alive. Everybody's still alive. Um, so you're just letting it ride. I'm letting it ride the whole thing. Yep. Okay, not touching it. Keep keep. I'll I'll run it down in case. So people, I, you're you're if Niners, listening that didn't catch week one. Your oh. Niners and Bengals break down your. Uh, yeah. So your I'm uh, all in on this Niners Bengals Super Bowl with the way I built this thing essentially. If you don't recall, we'll give you a quick rundown here. This NFL.com challenge, you get to pick any players at these positions. No salary crap or salary cap or restrictions. No, no salary, <laughs> no salary crap. crap. No salary crap. Uh, yeah, no salary crap, no restrictions. And the multiplier goes up by one every week consecutively that you use a player. So I have a full lineup I'm going to run back. So I'm getting times two for all of these guys this week. And then if both these teams win... Next week, I'll get times three for all of these guys on all their points. And then if they both advance to the Super Bowl, I'll get times four across the board in the Super Bowl, which is what I'm hoping happens, obviously. So here we go. I got Ballsy it. approach, my friend, and probably the right one. It's probably the right approach, wrong AFC team is the funny part. Like, no. it's, But I figure there's going to be a ton of people in on chiefs and bills so i would take the as nick and i've said on here before we view the Bengals as much more of a 1c than a two behind the chiefs and bills we we think the Bengals at their best are right on par with those other two teams and with that anything I, can fucking happen I, I very much agree and I'm, I'm surprised that they don't get the their level of press indeed so i have joe burrow christian mccaffrey Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then Kittle, Robbie Gould, because they make you play a kicker. Very archaic, but here we are. And San Fran defense. So I've got McCaffrey, Kittle, Gould, San Fran defense on that side, and I've got Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins on the Bengals side. If the Bengals get knocked out here, then I'll jump over to which of the t- whichever AFC team I think is going to win and fill all those spots with guys from that team that's left. And uh, if they advance, I'll stay the same. And if for some reason Dallas upset San Francisco, then I guess I'll have to replace those positions with an NFC team, but we'll find out. But I think I think my approach was right, and it's really just you just have to hope to get the right two teams. That that's the big thing. I feel like whoever's going to win this fucking thing is going to be someone who did what I did, but had the teams right. But we'll find out. Anything's possible. Nick, give them your lineup because you you have a lot of guys from the two teams you think are Super Bowl bound, but you did take some outliers outside of that potential Super Bowl matchup. A little bit, right? So I mean, I've got. 
a total of five of my eight players come from San Fran or Buffalo. So I'm, uh, I'm con- obviously, I'm continuing to ride with the uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Bills defense combination. The two Niners that I have carrying over from last week are uh, CMC and Robbie Gould. I dropped Saquon in. So this is, uh, this is where it's going to get curious, right, is how many points did you get from your two running backs last week? Let me take a looks-a-doodle for you. Because I put in Saquon, who, I mean, listen, as insanely happy as I would be, I, the, the Giants aren't going to the goddamn Super Bowl. But I got 28 points from him last week, and then if he has another effort like that, that'd be 56 this week. So right. even though I could only potentially be using him for two weeks, that's still 84 points. Yeah. No, I, uh, that is the interesting thing here for sure, because then, right? then if he loses this week, you can get to a times two multipliers in that slot by the Super Bowl. Yes. Versus if you bounce out of it this week, you could maybe get to a times three multiplier, but probably a lesser player than Saquon. That, so that's exact, and that, that plays with the way that I built my, I built my team around a Niners-Bills Super Bowl. Yeah. But I would absolutely rather have 70, 80 points out of Saquon in the first two weeks than ride a Bills running back for four weeks. I agree. That makes a world of sense. So that, that was kind of how I worked it out in my head. That was how so I justified my, doing what probably doesn't make sense. To answer your <laughs> previous question, I got 22 points from McCaffrey last week and nine points from Mixon last week. Okay, yeah. So I got 22 and, I, and 28 from Saquon. So I don't know. This is where I don't know if the way that I'm doing this is right or not. But so far, so good, I guess. Um, I've got a, uh, a Travis Kelsey with a double <laughs> multiplier, which it's the same theory as I just shared with you about Saquon. I would rather have two great weeks out of Kelsey than four weeks out of Dawson Knox, even if one of them is going to give me quadruple points. Yep. The funny thing with Kelsey is, and a unique thing about this, is that you were able to pick players on bye weeks last week if you wanted to ensure getting to your times four multiplier by the Super Bowl, yeah, so, which is pretty cool. Like it's a, it's really interesting because it's ballsy because I do think Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl ultimately <laughs> in my heart of hearts, but I didn't want to take the goose egg on any of those players in Week One. I'd rather just jump over to them if my Bengals lose this. Like if the Bengals lose this week, I'm just going to fill all those spots I have Bengals players on with Chiefs players. I was comfortable doing it, knowing that I I potentially. You end up with double, triple, quadruple points for a guy that dominates his position more than anybody else at any position. So I'm carrying over Kelsey with zero points so far, but at double points this week. Uh, the only guy that I lost last week was, uh, was Chris Godwin, who even in a, a terrible team offensive performance, uh, still put up 19 points. Yeah, solid day for him. And now I'm just replacing him with Debo. So now I just have another. So you're carrying over the rest and just adding Debo? Yep, everybody else is, is everybody else is I'm riding dirty with and I'm replacing Godwin with Debo. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a good addition right there. Uh fair as well with your 49ers picks. Right. Can get you to triple Debo points by the Super Bowl if he gets there. Hell yeah. Great run. I'm excited to see how these two compare by the end. How many points do you have right now? 115 or so. I don't remember the exact okay. number. I've got it. I've got 136. Uh, 119. I'm sorry. Okay, so you're ahead of me through week one. Yep, I've got 119 after week one. And both of us will get times two on just about all of our guys. I will across the board. You will on all but one. And uh, we'll see how this week's action shakes out. 
Hopefully, we'll both be looking at a shitload of triple multipliers next week. Wouldn't that be fun? It'd be super horny. Be super horny. I would also be super horny if I have fewer triple multipliers, but one of them is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that. This is for personal reasons. Yeah, very personal reasons there. Hey, man, we've talked about this before. You can't ignore your fandom entirely in these things. You have to. You have to bet with your heart a little bit occasionally. Have fun with it, people. It's it's part of cheering along, man. You can bet on your the things you want to happen sometimes. Well, this is a free contest. Like, don't. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this is free whatever. anyway. Yeah, but in general, like you know. Don't run yourself broke betting on things you want to happen versus you think will happen. Legitimately, but what the occasional homer bet is just delightful, and you deserve to treat yourself. Yeah. Um. It's funny because I know a lot of people that like refuse to bet on teams they like because their thought process is like, oh. But then if I lose, I'm double pissed off. Yeah, or but like, that's that, like, just like oh, if I just bet against my team, I'm emotionally hedging. Either my well, team wins or I win money. And I'm like, yeah, so then it just sounds like a glass half empty to me. That's one of those. I'm an optimistic person who's typically glass half full. That scenario, hedging against your emotions, There's a word for is glass that half empty to me. Do you know what the word is for people that do that? Lame? Asshole. Oh, that, that's yeah, a better yeah, word, yeah. Assholes do that. That's just like a lame approach toward life completely, right? Yep. But- I don't know. Like, I can understand where people are coming from when they say, like, they don't want to bet on teams that they root for. Because then if they lose, you're, like, double unhappy. Yeah, that but makes I'm, sense like, to me. But I'm, like, so much more on the side of I like doing it because then I'm double happy if they win. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't, like, I would rather give my attention to being, like, double excited than, like, hoping I'm not double disappointed. I agree. That's lame. I agree, dog. We're out here chasing bliss, homie. Fuck it, man. Yeah, let it ride. We'll yeah. play the game. That being said, real talk, tell me right now what percentage you think the Giants have of beating Philadelphia tonight. I give them a 20 to 25% chance. Okay. That's about where I have it. I uh, I think it's a reasonable I, – I think of the four games, they're one, they're one of the two on the more likely side, not the least likely side. The last time – this is a, a, a funny thing. Um, you probably weren't paying a, this, this much attention toward football at the time. This is actually right around when I met you. But in uh, in 2007, uh, the Giants ruined the Patriots' perfect season, win the Super Bowl in a game that nobody thought they had a chance to win. Next year, the Giants win their division. I think they went 12-4. and four. They might have gone 13-3. and three. But the Giants definitely won their division and beat Philly both times in the regular season. Philly gets to the playoffs, wins their wild card game, and then plays the Giants for the third time in the division match, and then Philly beats the Giants. So this is the exact same scenario, but flipped. flipped. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Which I'm not saying is a precursor of how this game plays out, but it's, I, it's a fun thing to talk I about. I think that the way Cincinnati-Baltimore played out last week shows that when you're talking about divisional playoff games where opponents have already met twice in the regular season, it's much harder to predict an outcome because... Teams just know each other so there's so much fucking film that goes into the uh, film study and understanding that goes into a third time in a season matchup. Like you have to really play outside of your traditional strategy to surprise your opponent in that type of thing. And this is a big rivalry game too. Big like I know rivalry. obviously like division games are rivalry games, but there's different levels of rivalry games. Oh yeah, right? the the uh the Lions versus the Packers is much more rivalry than the Lions versus the Vikings. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. 
the Giants versus the Eagles is it's much more rivalry than, than the Giants versus the Commies. Bucks Panthers. Yeah. Contentious rivalry here, yeah. folks. Keep in mind this Just is a Philly this is a Philly crowd that threw batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> Never forget. But what else do you have to talk about, man? Is there anything dude, else you have to talk I about? I think we did the all of it. This was a What a, team I said that I think Dallas is least least likely to pull an upset, which is a interesting take because they're the smallest underdog. The we the weest little dog. Who do you think is the least likely team to come out with an upset? The least likely upset? Yeah. I think the Jags are the least likely to that's pull an upset. Very reasonable. I uh, I I am with you. I th- you're called that's my second least likely. But I've got the Jags as the least likely. Um, I've got the Bengals as the most likely, personally. And then... Yeah, so I, I go Bengals is the most likely upset. Then the Giants? Then the Giants, I think, honestly. Yeah, because then from there, I'm like, I don't have the fucking Cowboys pulling it off, and I don't have the Jags pulling it off. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say Bengals most likely, Giants second most likely... Jags third or uh Yeah, no, I'm gonna flip that. Jags third most likely, Cowboys least likely. Yeah, oh sorry, that's you're you're jumping on my side. I am jumping on your side. As I talk I like myself it. through it, I'm I'm like, wait a second. I don't think the I do not have the Cowboys having a chance in this fucking game. Part of that's because I think Mike McCarthy's a bad coach. Part of that's just because I think San Fran across the board is a better fucking team. I don't <sighs> You put Kyle Shanahan on one side of the field and Mike McCarthy on the other. Yeah, man. I would be I would be inclined to take Shanahan if I thought San Fran was worse. And I think their roster is definitively better. I agree. Across the board. But no, those are all the things I've got on my list here, man. Do we have additional stuff you want to break into? I think I have... dropped everything that I had. I think I Nice. I crossed off my uh my list of tidbits. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm proud of you. We did it good. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. And uh, thank you all for listening out there oh, in, yeah, the, thanks, in the internet world. You know, we appreciate it. If you love what we're doing here at D2B2 Sports, make sure to check us out on the social medias, mostly Twitter at this point, but we might start branching into our Instagram that does exist. But both are at D2B2 Sports. Uh, also, I like don't even know how to log in and shit. to our Instagram. Oh, okay. I'll send you that login info. But yeah, we, we can actually even, I think we can associate the two. So whenever you tweet something, it just goes to the gram also. I've never done anything on Instagram. Ever. I never, I have an Instagram for myself as a person that I've logged into like four times in my life. Not bad. And really, I got it because a girl asked me if I was on Instagram who I had a crush on. Oh, I was like, yeah, God. sure. Fuck yeah, I am. All right. What's, the, what is Vince Vaughn calling it at the end of, of the internship? When like they're they're tasked with creating an app, and he's basically coming up with something that's Instagram, and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I no, don't you, remember. You've got your phone. You take a picture, and then all of a sudden, it's immediately on the line, and the guy's like, online, and he's like, yeah, take a picture. <laughs> right away, it's on the line, it's online. I don't remember that movie well at all. <laughs> the chick is like, yeah, that's Instagram, and he's like, no, 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 no. There's something different. No, no this. <laughs> No, no, no. Old people and technology. I'm one of them. Well, I am also. I don't yeah. know. No, we're figuring it out, though, right, people. Note for, to self. For you, the listeners, we're, <laughs> no. we're learning new technologies. Note to self. Learn Instagram. Yeah. Add it to the list. Learning it. Got it. Got it. Like, follow, subscribe. Five stars. Do those click clacks. Make it feel good. Put a little sauce on it, you know? If you, if you lay a comment out there on Apple. Apparently, 
I'm recently figuring out that's like the only place that has this comment feature. Why do not? Why do the other podcast platforms not have a comment spot? Like YouTube, fuck? YouTube's comments. Yeah, that's true, but we're not on there currently. Hopefully, <laughs> coming soon. We should we should work toward. That's actually one of my goals for this year is to get Good Fun Media branch into the YouTube space. No, I'm with you too, but we're gonna have to upgrade our studio. Oh yeah, well I mean it doesn't even have to be live video of us. It could just be like a picture on the screen and stuff. But yeah, no, I I like to get to video of us. We're handsome and we want to show off to the world. We are good looking. Throw people. some winks out there. Yeah. And by we, I mean Nick's a pretty good. Judging cat. by our voices, I would not necessarily think that we were as handsome as we are. No, uh, I, we're pleasantly surprising, and uh, you know I However, warm up on people over time. Surprise! My, my personality makes me look good to people eventually. Sometimes surprise to our one listener in Vietnam who's never seen us before. We are handsome individuals. <laughs> yeah, shout out the Vietnam listener for sure. Or uh, more likely, that's just a person with a VPN. Yeah, it's got to be. But uh, yeah, no, it's funny. So there's someone definitely listening to After the Laugh it's Track. It's a Vietnam right? private network. There, there's someone very regularly listening to After the Laugh Track through, through a VPN because at this point, there's listeners. There's like one listener from like 13 different countries. <laughs> so it's just like every they listen to each episode and each time it just pings to a different country. But yeah, so like the After the Laugh Track like regions thing is still like 98% US and then like... 10 random listens in 10 random countries in the world. That's classic. That's pretty funny. One of them even doubles up. I think it was like two listens in London, technically, or some shit, but I don't know. Speaking of After the Laugh Track, check out the other good, fun shit here at Good Fun Media. We (laughs) drop After the Laugh Track every Thursday, talking about sitcom fandomonium, all the shows we love to binge, all the healing shows that make us feel good when we're kind of bullshitting on our phones and don't really want to pay attention to a news story. We just want to have some laughs at some shit we know. And, of course, Morons of the Multiverse, our Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast, chopping it up every Wednesday about various Marvel-related topics, anything from ranking our favorite villains to, most recently, giving out our Phase 4 awards. Now that Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is complete, Phase 5 launches in a few weeks with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, so you'll have some coverage of that coming up soon by us additionally, so keep your ears peeled to those shows for that shit. And uh, thanks for tuning in to D2B2 Sports. Nick, do you want to cuss him out before we leave or say anything to him? Oh, do you want to give me a Vi- – you promised me a Vikings rant last week. I, I, I want you to just give me some Vikings thoughts on all, the all that All that I have going through my head is, uh, is Denny Green doing his, they are who we thought they were. The Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Nice. That's as good a spot to end it as any. Vikes, you suck. Suck it. The road runs through the NFC North through Detroit next year. Be ready. Bang. Loins coming at your ass. You know what sucks? <laughs> So, like, every year I bet the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I'll throw a couple bucks at it. Like, I'm not even going to get that good of odds next year. Because, like, people are... Oh, yeah, you will. People are, are, I think... What are you considering good odds? I mean, I would bet that the Lions will be, like, the sixth most favorite team to win the Super Bowl next year. No, absolutely not. I bet you still get 30 to 1. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of media swell about the Lions or the next big thing, and like that's weird, and I don't I, I, I don't like that. I, I'd rather just hide in the shadows over here and surprise people. I think you're right, but I don't think 
that necessarily is going to translate to Vegas odds deviating that much. Fair enough. We'll find out. But uh, you stay classy, motherfuckers. Oh, wait. That's not the line. Yeah, it is. It is now. It is now. Yeah. It's, that's, that would be the line if Samuel L. Jackson was the star of Anchorman. <laughs> you stay classy, motherfuckers. Motherfucking motherfucker. Mother wish. Brock Purdy's a gamer, dog. Bad. He's for real. Brock hard. Dude, bro- I'm Brock hard thinking about it.